welcome to You Meet in a Tavern Presents Void, episode 17? 18? 18. Why can't I know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> welcome, everybody. You Meet in a Tavern Presents <laughs> Void, episode, <laughs> confidently, episode 18. Um, yeah, so who wants to give the recap? Let's get into this thing. We got a lot to cover because last episode, you guys did not get much done. Woo! We uh, argued about going to the city and how we were going to do it for like 10 hours. Um, clearly a choice that was supposed to take like 30 seconds, um, and instead it took about 40 minutes. Ended up flying Noctowls, I think, is how we got there. Mm-hmm. Uh, scooted on in, went to the city. They're having a festival of some sort. Um, played some games, which were a callback to episode one of You Meet in a Tavern season one. Um, right. What else happened? And then we got a newsman drunk and pumped him for... Well, he was already drunk. We found a drunk newsman and pumped him for deets about what's going on in um, the place we're going, the radio TV station. Um, and there's there's guys there with purple bullets designed for killing Pokemon. And we told Geneva that. That's about it, right? Anything else? Uh, I mean, that's that about covers it as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Joe, Brian, anything you want to add? That seemed to be pretty succinct for me. No, that, that sounds yeah, good. Yeah. Uh, oh, one thing worth HB noting. HB is with us. That's about it. Yeah, yeah HB, um, obviously, she's from the tech team joined. She's got a Porygon, a Growlithe, and a Magnemite. Um, and she also won a dart throwing game, which allowed her to get a gold, silver, disc-like trinket. Um, that she excitedly put in her, like, hardware, you know, with all her tech tools or whatever. Um, so, uh, you guys wake up. I think we said the Eterna Holiday Inn. <laughs> That's and, right. And, um, uh, you guys are all kind of crammed into, into one room, we'll say. And, uh, only, um, June, only your watch goes off. Beep, beep, boo doop, beep, boop. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> she goes, June, it's Geneva. I uh, ran, some, ran some background to see what we could find about the... Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. G- you mean Astio, hotshot? I was, I was trying to play it down for you since it, you seemed so <laughs> butthurt about it last episode. <laughs> uh, All right, go ahead, Geneva. Ran, I'm sorry. We, we tried to dig up some, uh, some more information on the, the bolts with the purple casings. All we, all we could really discover is that they, they they deal some amount of, of damage to Pokemon that inflicts them much more than just a physical wound of a bullet might. I don't know how that plays in. I don't know if it affects their powers, their abilities, or what. But that that's all we know about that. Another piece of information we got is on the fifth floor of the region-wide news building is the only comm unit or alarm out of the building to contact other regions. On the fifth floor. On the fifth floor of the region-wide news building is the only comm unit and alarm out of the building to contact other regions. Interesting. And the last piece of information, I don't know how useful it will be to you, but the passcode to get from the the door access to the roof is the type of code an idiot would have on his luggage. 
I don't know. Figure that out. Uh, that's that's the best we could get. The person was a little bit more tight-lipped than we thought. Um, the field agent that reported that just kind of shrugged and, and, you know, it might be useful. It might not be, but that's what we know about that. All right. Okay. Um, she goes, uh, she goes, uh, you know, make your final preparations um, and uh, don't be late essentially what she says and you as she kind of hangs up the time scrolls across your watch and you see it's uh you, you have about 30 minutes to make the seven o'clock uh push uh east towards uh the region-wide news building yeah june exits her room goes and find morty and uh jimmy's knocks on their doors brings them down to the lobby and relays the info about the fifth floor um communications and then the uh the password hey morty uh what code do you put on your luggage? <laughs> I um, what what's I I don't have any luggage. <laughs> Never mind. I have I have nothing of value. Thank thank you for pointing that out, June. Thank you. <laughs> all I have all I have is DS Sweet Tilly's June notebook. June checks watch. Well, we're late. Let's go. <laughs> oh, now we're late. I see. Uh, okay, let's go. I guess. Um, what's a, so? What is our? Are we? kicking things off or what is our timing with relation to the rest of the attack is that a question to the dm or is that a question to the group either a question to everyone on this zoom call (laughs) (laughs) i think we're just like everyone's meeting up at the same time and then there's gonna be a i don't know a a combined plan to enter seems like seems like we should blitz that fifth floor if we can Um, for sure if if that's your understanding, I highly recommend you call we, somebody uh, on your watch. We have to go up to the <laughs> roof to let HB do uh, their thing. And then my guess is we're supposed to use that door code from the roof to get in and then go down to the fifth floor. That is um, would be my suggestion. Okay. But um, again, like June, June is the leader and in charge. So uh, Jesus, Morty. <laughs> June can decide. Let's just get going and see what the DM describes and go from there. Who's this DM that you're speaking of? Let's go! (laughs) Uh, We head out towards the goal. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'm assuming when you called Morty and Jimmy, you also called HB down. uh, Oh, yeah, for sure. So she's with you guys. Um, You guys stroll out of the hotel and... um, as you're making your way, you know, the, the sun, you know, sun is just beginning to rise. Um, there's not a lot of commotion on the street. Um, however, there's not a lot of commotion, but you do see people just start kind of, uh, I don't want to say materializing, but just kind of coming from different streets and blocks, kind of hitting into this main street, um, running through a turn at kind of where the festival was the night before. The tents are still up, but it's kind of deserted, kind of grimy and gross. Um, all the merchant booths are shut down. Maybe a couple people cleaning up or getting ready to set up for, for today's festival. And as you turn uh, from the main street right to uh, the perpendicular main street to leave the city towards the east, you already see like 50, 50 plus people just kind of scattered already going towards the the building. Um, in uh, in the background, or no, you, excuse me, you, you check your watch just just instinctively to see, you know, are you guys on time? Are you guys late? And you're about uh, five minutes from seven. 
you see the region-wide uh, region news building uh, rise into the distance. And uh, as you continue your walk forward, you feel a little bit more confident. Clearly, everybody's moving in the same direction. Not a lot of uh, chatters happening. Um, you know, not a lot of... For some reason, you, you, uh, you don't see a lot of MPs or military presence that would have been, you know, in the shift going from nighttime to sunrise during the curfew. Perhaps something happened overnight to, to dissipate some of, the, some of the individuals that would stop you guys in your march towards the building. Um, your watches all simultaneously buzz, and as you look down, it's seven zero zero, and a massive, booming roar is heard into off to your right. And it's uh, it's Astio riding on the back of her Torterra, charging through one of the side streets, and it kind of hits the brakes and slides in front of everybody, and booms another roar, and everybody in front of you begins to run just start sprinting towards the region wide new right region wide news network uh building and you just hear as just dozens of pokemon start hitting in stride next to their trainers as everyone now is in full force and the strike on the region wide news building is on hell yeah june releases aaron and machop randy and uh bud and Cinder just kind of flies over top of her as all all four of them are just like bolting it towards the doors. Uh, Jimmy's keeping the Pokemon close to his chest for now with these special bullets out there. But he also heads in the direction of where we're going. Okay. The door, I guess. Morty, Morty follows uh, Hot Pursuit, um, releasing Rick Gastly. Rick Gastly is out. Okay, so... As you guys uh, come into what would consider the, I don't want to say a lobby, a terrace, terrace, that's a, that's a, an applicable word for the front of a building. Um, as you guys roll up to the terrace, different void members are scattering everywhere. Some are running towards uh, the back side of the building. Some are going to the left. Uh, flying type Pokemon have begun circling above with their trainers riding their backs, swooping down in random directions, maybe surveying for something. You see the tech team kind of all huddled together uh, with a couple of uh, uh, stocky Void members and their Pokeballs protecting them, understanding that they need to get the tech team in to get this broadcast going. And in the middle, you just see Professor Spruce like repeatedly like fixing his glasses and pushing him up his nose. <laughs> um, as you guys... Oh, well, I guess now you're on the terrace and you kind of have an idea where everybody's going. Um... Not a lot of people seem to be uh, striking directly through the front doors of the building um, because their responsibilities, not because they don't want to, or it just seems like their responsibilities are delegated somewhere else. Um, so that's why you haven't seen that happen. Uh, but you guys are on the terrace. Kind of everybody peels away in their own directions. Uh, Astio on her Torterra uh, is now about face and making a charge towards... Um, some MPs and uh, Humvees that are now coming up the path you all just traveled uh, towards the building to maybe establish a defense or some sort of counterattack to what you guys are doing. Excellent. Uh, I want to. Can we look around for like an emergency exit staircase? Um, there's no. Uh, well, I'll say. I'll say this. There's none on the front of the building where the open glass doors, you know, the kind of like the the main entrance would be. There's nothing on the front that says there's an emergency set of okay. stairs. And we are inside. You are not. You're on the terrace out front in front of the building. 
Oh, okay. I was confused because you... Uh, okay. I was confused because you compared it to the lobby, but we are still outside. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I was thinking lobby, but I meant to say like outside in the front, which is kind of when I pivoted to terrace. So that's on me. My fault. Got it. Got it. Um, June turns to Bud, the Aaron, um, and just yells, those doors crash, crash open them. And uh, Bud kind of lunges forward and he's going to use Iron Head on the glass doors to try to shatter some of that so he could break on in. Okay. DC two. Oh, okay. Well, I rolled a uh, eighteen. Uh, <laughs> Bud the Aaron fires through that front glass door <laughs> and almost like with so much force uh, to so little resistance, ends up kind of like landing on its stomach and like sliding into the middle of the lobby <laughs> and like popping up and like just kind of looking around, almost confused. <laughs> And then June just rushes through, jumps through the glass, and says, let's get to the roof. Um, As soon as you burst through, um, uh, a a very finely well-coiffed individual says, hey, you, stop! And they roll two Pokeballs out of their hands as they clink into the floor of the lobby. Um, And uh, two Pokemon erupt. Hell yeah. From them. Uh, one is a Swinub, and the other is a Diggersby, and I will read those to you here. Is Diggersby the rabbit? Yes. June points her watch at the two Pokemon as they explode out of the ball. Swinub. Swinub roots for food by rubbing its snout against the ground. Its favorite food is a mushroom that grows under the cover of dead grass. This Pokemon occasionally roots out hot springs. Diggersby. With their powerful ears, they can heft boulders of a ton or more with ease. They can be a big help at construction sites. <laughs> Sounds cool. Yeah. So June looks back to see if her companions are joining. Like, need some help here. We got Pokemon. Yeah. Jimmy Jimmy throws out Lenny. Reluctantly. He's looking around. They got bullets. Special bullets. Reluctantly. But nonetheless, he does it. Morty Morty and Rick Gasly are right there, right behind June, their leader. Okay, Joe, just for a point, I know you said you released all your Pokemon and joined the charge. Um, I'll just fight with Aaron. Just fight with Aaron. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, They're just out and about. If everybody could roll initiative for me, that would be pretty cool. June got a 15. 17. Morty pulling up the rear with a 7. Uh, June, what's your dex modifier? 3. I rolled a 12. <clears throat> we haven't fought a Pokemon battle in quite a long time. Uh, and Jimmy, or uh, excuse me, you said a 7 for you, Morty? Yep. Okay, so uh, Jimmy, you get to lead the charge here. Okay, well, what are my moves? I should probably <laughs> know that. Uh, I believe my fighting type move is low kick, and I'm going to use that on uh, old Digger, Digger, Diggersby, Diggold's blob. Y- he old ground type bunny. He's part normal too. Oh yeah. So fighting should work. Thirteen. Uh, low kick is gonna miss. Describe it for me, please. Do you know what Diggersby looks like? Try and work that into, if possible. I don't know. 
Sure. Not 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 like explaining what Diggersby look like, but like maybe how a Diggersby would avoid a low kick from. What does he look like? Let's see. He's a big old. Looks like a big old bunny with. Well, well, so let's say uh, Lenny runs in with like a sliding kick, and uh, Diggersby he's got he's got like hand ears. His ears are hands, and he just puts one of the hands down and stops uh, Lenny in his in his slide so that he doesn't ever reach him. Nice. Uh, June, you are up. Uh, all right, June is going to, since uh, he's, she sees kind of Jimmy focusing on the diggers bee, June's going to whip over to this swine up, this strange-looking furry pig beast, and uh, shouts to Aaron, Another iron head that worked against the glass. Let's see what it does against a beast. And um, Aaron just rushes forward, uh, head down, trying to slam into this pig. And that is a nine plus six. Fifteen. Uh, that hits. And I believe Hell, you're hitting yeah. for weakness with iron head as well. Yep, I sure am. Uh, and that, wait, and yeah, I didn't roll. If it was a natural 16, the target would flinch, but it doesn't. It's because I only rolled a nine, so. Uh, okay, that's seven plus two. That's nine plus four is 13, so 26 damage. Um, that is a knockout on the Swinub. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Please describe so that for us. rushes forward, lowers his head, and just, bam, slams directly into the core of this thing, and it just kind of, uh, just kind of like spins away and slams into a nearby uh, pillar that kind of reaches up into the ceiling and slumps down and is knocked out. Um, the 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 well quaffed and dressed man looks over and sees uh, Swinub gets knocked out and uh, opens the Pokeball. Breaking news: Swinub has been knocked out. <laughs> Diggersby, <laughs> use bulldoze on that errand. And uh, Diggersby will try a bulldoze on Aaron. Natural 20. Cool. Um, Aaron uses protect as a reaction. Okay. You sense incoming danger and are able to quickly avoid it when targeted by an attack. You may automatically avoid taking damage on the first instance of this reaction. Boom. Uh, So uh, is that uh, per battle? That's, uh, I get, th- I, mean, I mean, the PP is three, so I can use that three times, but anytime I use that after this, I have to roll a d20 and get higher than a 15 for it to work. Boom. But the first time is free. So the Diggersby hops up and claps both of its ears onto the ground and fires itself towards the, uh, towards the Aaron. And as if it had miscalculated its uh, trajectory to, to smash into, uh, into Aaron, it just kind of skirts off to the side and has to use its ear hands to kind of throw on the brakes and about face back into battle. Uh, I thought that was going to work. <laughs> and then Morty, you're up. Um, all right, Rick, you knew I was never going to give you up. Um, let's, let's. What? Continue. (laughs) I didn't catch that Um, until I saw Kirk's face. I, uh, let's, uh, let's let that, that rabbit. Oh, dear, is looking rather tasty to me. Let's, let's give him a lick. Mm, This isn't going to go well. not going well at all. That's a, a four. Uh, four isn't good. What is the typing on uh, <laughs> that attack? Yep, yep, yep. 
I will like to. You do have to give Brian credit. At least he doesn't pre-research which move. <laughs> no, <is>. yes, absolutely. <laughs> and Morty wouldn't know either, right? Well, right? I mean, yeah. Well, you went with typing on the attack. It's uh, ghost attack. Yeah. So yeah, uh, yep, Diggersby yep. is immune to that. Um, so cool. I mean, it's a four yeah, anyway. Well, so so like, like, I mean, whatever. okay. So like, I clicked on like the Pokemon Bulbapedia thing to look at that. <laughs> he tried to research. Well, no, it. like I'm just trying to see like. Diggersby is part normal type. Right? Yeah. Normal and ghost can't hit each other. Perfect. Basically. Well, yep. Morty wouldn't know that. That's true. Morty would not know that. Um, okay, so explain the lick, and then we'll, we'll pitch over to Jimmy. Uh, yeah, so uh, Rick Gasly kind of floated up behind the Diggersby, and in his attempt to lick the Diggersby, just right over top of his head, came flying <laughs> right at Morty. We were trying to pincer him. Didn't work. Should have hit him with those dance moves you've been practicing. Jimmy, <laughs> you're up. Yes! All right, let's give him, let's hit him with another low kick. Are you fucking shitting me? 12. <laughs> no. <laughs> June, you're Jimmy up. Jimmy always has why, problems. Why are you terrible? <laughs> uh, Bud, let's hit him with an iron head. Go! And Bud uh, kind of leaps from his protected position and rushes towards the ground bunny for a headbutt attack with his hard head. 19. Does that make it flinch? And 19. No, it's a natural 13. Gotcha. Uh, and um, 9 damage. Only 9 damage. Okay. Um, the newscaster is is what you assume him to be now based on his inflection and his, his dress. <laughs> um all right, Diggersby, you're up. And the Diggersby about faces and fires another uh, bulldoze towards the Aaron. I'm going to attempt a protect. Um, so you actually get, uh, I know you tried to use protect, but this is a dex save move. So if Aaron could make a dexterity save, please. Sure. Aaron's not good at those. Uh, six. Um, that is not good enough. So. Let me roll some damage up here. That was one dice too many. Uh, So (laughs) fourteen damage to Aaron and Morty. You are up. Uh, Is it? um, It was bulldoze. Yeah, that's ground. Yep, I'm vulnerable to ground because Aaron is steel rock type. So is that twenty eight? Then yes, because in this uh, we double everything. Correct. Yeah, you double the whole total. Yep. Oof. Yikes. Yeah. Uh, Morty, you're up. How far away is the uh, the, the guy, the announcer guy? How far away is he to you? Yeah. Uh, 20 feet. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I can do this. Is it... If I... If I... Can I use... Have Rick Gasly use hypnosis on him? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. 100%. Okay. I mean... I don't know. Uh, okay, I mean, you, so I, I let, I mean you've used it on people before. I, right, I <laughs> kind of. But like him being a TV personality, maybe he's a, you know immune to that sort of stuff. He doesn't. You know, <laughs> he's normal type. <laughs> okay, you're right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, seeing seeing as how Morty realized uh, his first attempt uh, at battle with Rick Gasly in the instance did not uh, go so well. Um, Rick, I, um, let's, let's hypnotize this, 
uh, <laughs> the guy. What I, the announcer guy. Go, go and uh, make the googly eyes at him. <laughs> okay, okay. Do I have to make a save? A wisdom saving against a wisdom saving throw against my move DC. Yeah. Okay. Well, I got an eleven. Well, my move DC is a twelve. <laughs> Good. Um, night night. <laughs> okay, so describe to me what Rick Gasly does, and I'll uh, play the newscaster. So, I guess, so in Rick, the Rick Gasly floats over to him and is kind of hovering just you know in front of his face, and Rick Gasly slowly starts to turn over to the right, but his eyes, right, his eyes are turning over to the left while he's turning to the right. Uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> and hypnosis puts people to sleep, right? Yes. Is that how it goes? Okay. <laughs> um, uh, this just in, I'm exhausted. <laughs> and the guy just falls over and falls asleep. Um, Signing off. The, the Diggersby uh, immediately just like bounds around and then scampers and uh, jumps into its, uh, into its Pokeball getting sucked back in. Hey everybody, this is Joe Yurjun. Thanks for tuning in to episode 18. We're glad you're here. Hope you're staying safe and healthy and everybody's doing well. Um, I want to give a very, very special shout out to our master trainer, our $10 or more patrons a month who get special access to the video version of these episodes, totally unedited, um, as well as some other perks. You can go on to patreon.com slash Tavern if you want to donate just a dollar or more a month and get some uh, extra stuff from us. So, here we go. Zen Zeba. Long live Dirth. Durf. Long live Durf. Disappointsmith. Henry Kalhoff. Devlin Brinson. Joshua McKee. Chubbles. Joe Prudhomme. Rip the Cord. Zach Gunther. Kendall Brock. Ben Fisher. Joshua Harris. Takiera Mercado. Cubicle Pirate, John Dwyer, Dana Story, Craig Spaulding, Mark Albright, Caitlin Harvey, Darth Nate, Garrett Johnson, Joey Balboa, Spoopy Fondue, 8-Bit Wizard, Sam J.O. Melton, Chris Nelson, Brandon Galbraith, Fumbles O'Brien, Charles Hollow, Raver E. Alice, Super Average Jason, Grant Trickle, Max Bender, Liquor Locker, Team Finch, Metal Minister, Rockinars Woodshop, Holly Roxana, Strive for Honor, Jello Crew, Mark Deacon, Matthew Watson, Andre K., and Adam Hoffling. Thank you all so, so much for your donations to the show. We really appreciate your support. Um, and I hope the rest of you are enjoying Void. We've been having a blast doing this. Kirk has been doing an amazing job as DM um, and excited to continue on. So enjoy the rest of episode 18, and we will see you in a couple weeks. Peace out. Brian, if you could give me, or uh, who's closest to the door? I mean, I'll let you all decide that. But which, just, what, what door? The front door, the one you all entered. That we crashed through. I, don't I know. feel like Aaron crashed through. You right. guys just kind of like just stepped, stepped in. Through, yeah. like, uh, <laughs> stepped in. I, I would, I would say it's probably Morty bringing up the okay. rear. 
Uh, Morty, give me a perception check. Four. Okay. Wow. <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> I re- the the, the, thre- the threshold of success was so low for that that I didn't anticipate a four just being the demise. Uh, uh, was it wasn't low enough? Correct. It, it was a five. I mentally <laughs> set it as a five, uh, but shame on me. Um, cool. You guys are in a fucking lobby, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right. To the roof. Nice work, Morty. <laughs> we look for the closest elevator. It's yep. straight ahead. It's straight ahead. <laughs> is there a... Is there a- are we going to the elevator or are we going to the fifth floor? Or are we going to the roof or are we going to the fifth floor? I guess our, we were not instructed in terms of discipline. We're not instructed mm-hmm. to go Side to the fifth note, floor. Do we know how like tall this building is? Like floor-wise? It's massive. Um... You can, we're just eyeballing it, 20 plus floors. Okay. Damn. Yeah, we should go. It is well, absolutely I mean, gargantuan. We, they're not going to be able to connect to other regions on the fifth floor until we get that antenna set. So we should probably go to the roof first and then maybe make our way down. Um, what do we do if we get there and the roof is on fire? Uh, what? Why would it be on fire, I Morty? Guess, <laughs> I guess we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. <laughs> Let's <but>. go. <laughs> I'm not taking the stairs 25 floors. <laughs> Morty walks over and hits the button for the elevator since nobody else had done it yet. Emergency shutdown activated. <laughs> to the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. I mean, yeah, to, to the stairs. Can we look around for, well, I guess the security panel wouldn't really be in the lobby. Are we really going to do that again? No, we're not going <laughs> to try to do that. Ah, okay, I guess we'll take the stairs. <laughs> Morty, are you going to be all right? Uh, you all go ahead. I will, uh, I'll make it up in due time. All right, let's go, Jimmy. And we head for the stairwell. Uh, There is no stairwell in the lobby. (laughs) We look around for signs to the stairs. There's gotta be signs. Jimmy goes and fucks with the elevator panel. Okay. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do a fucks with the elevator panel. Morty check. Morty walks over to the news anchor and searches for like a badge or something like that. Anything that. Oh, might, there you uh, go. That's smart. June's still looking around for look stair official signs. building. Uh, okay, tins. Stuff. Give me a fuck with the panel check. What's the? What would that be? I don't know. <laughs> Just roll. Just roll the dice, buddy. Let's go. Let's do decks. Dex. Let's do decks. Eleven. Slide a hand. Uh, Eleven. Yeah. Uh, you you literally just tap monkey like tap the 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 switchboard with the floors like a monkey trying to figure a toy out. Nothing happens. <laughs> you just you just get the prompt emergency uh, emergency shutdown activated. Uh, Brian, you search the newscaster. Nothing in there. His pokeballs are there. Um, with you assume the Pokemon in them. Um, that's it. No, no badge of sorts. Right. Uh, June, what were you doing? June is looking around for uh, a, a sign that says stairwell this way for like in emergencies, like fires. Uh, give me a perception check. Okay. Uh, that is a 16. Uh, you don't see any sign for stairs, uh, but uh, as you're scanning, you look back out front and you recognize who you now know is Kanos to be out front. All right. <clears throat> um, I guess we run back and we say we took care of a newscaster in there. He had Pokemon, which I thought was strange, uh, but there's no way up. We got to get to the roof. Any ideas? 
uh, uh, Kanos looks around and grunts, hmm, Steelix, and he like throws out his Pokeball, and Steelix just pops out. It's that enormous steel-like serpentine Pokemon. Give him a ride up, will ya? And the Steelix just smashes its massive iron head into the third floor of the building, creating a pseudo set of stairs for y'all to go up. No more problems, eh? And he slaps you in the back, and he peels on his heel and starts walking towards uh, the tech team. June kind of looks back and says, I have got to get myself one of these, and (laughs) rushes up the Steelix's back to the third floor as fast as she can. Jimmy follows. Morty gets to the top, and and he's just like, "Uh, only only 22 more floors to go, I guess. Um... as, as you all make your way to the Steelix, HB kind of comes in stride with you all. And she's like, I did a final uh, final check-in with the tech team. I think I know uh, exactly how to install this thing to give them the best rate of success. I'm ready to go. And then she starts clambering up the Steelix as well. Um, HB, if we run into an elevator, do you think you can hijack that thing to get us up faster? She looks at you and she goes, I can give it a shot. Hell yeah. Um, and you guys go up. We should have used her first. You end up on the third floor. Um, and in the third floor is, is just like a cubicle farm. Maybe just, you know, where the, the, the building's accountants all sit or something like that. Whatever. Like, it's just a cube farm. Um, at the one end of the cube farm, you see, uh, the elevator with a panel, um, and you guys are kind of let loose in the cube farm. HB, should go try that out. We got to get up. We got 22 more floors, like Morty said. In the uh, meantime, Jimmy looks around for an emergency exit staircase. Uh, Jimmy, give me a perception. 18. Um, so at the opposite end of the cubicle farm, so the elevator's kind of on, on one end, um, or it's kind of centralized, excuse me, on the left end of the room, you do see an emergency stairwell sign. Um, I point that out to everyone in case HB does not succeed on the elevator. HB gets to the uh, gets to the elevator and uh, she goes, okay, Otto, I'm going to need your help. And her little Magnemite pops out of its Pokeball and kind of still hides behind, uh, behind her head, kind of putting her between... Um, uh, you all and itself and she starts uh, tinkering away at the panel pops out the front she's fi- she's working through with tools and she kind of like mumbles stuff over to Magnemite who kind of leans in with uh, one of the magnets on the side of its uh, core there and um, the elevator kind of seems to spring to life um, and she turns back and she, and she goes I think we're only going to get two uses out of this thing I want to hit the fifth floor because I need to get them set up for the broadcast. And then I say we go to the rooftop. And while she's waiting for some sort of acknowledgement response, the doors crack open and she returns Magnemite into her Pokeball. That's all we need. Sure. Um, you guys clamber into the elevator. And uh, uh, as soon as uh, the last of you walks in, HB punches the five and the elevator rumbles up and goes up two floors. And uh, the doors open. As the doors open, you notice that it's it's more of a hallway um, with no windows or anything. Maybe the entire fifth floor has been 
bricked off or, or concreted off to just be this hallway. And as you peer out of the elevator, there's three armed guards in front of one door that rests at the end of that hallway. And HB leans back and says, I, I need to get in there for this to work. Um, I, uh, how wide is this hallway? Uh, 15 feet wide and about 50 feet long. Uh, and they have guns. Correct. With poke bullets. Not we don't yet. know that they have poke bullets. Do they see us? Are we an in initiative? No, you're not an in initiative. HB poked her head out. We'll say she relays the armed guard, three of them, and she says, I need to get in that, in that room for this to work. So Morty, Morty recalls Rick Gastly and then steps off of the elevator and starts walking towards the MPs. Because he's, oh he's got on his maintenance man outfit. He's ready to go. Oh. June whispers to Bud, get ready. <laughs> um, so just Morty's in the hallway. The rest of you are kind of tucked into the elevator. Yeah, June like, but Morty, but no. All and you hear is like, <laughs> as like the th- like all three of them <laughs> raise their guns. Freeze! Uh, I, I'm just here to fix the air conditioning. I don't, uh, don't know. I've, it feels kind of warm in here, so I freezing is going to be hot. Okay, deception <laughs> check. I assume that's what you're doing. Absolutely. Okay. Let it ride, my guy. 16. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I want to tell these to you because I was about to get very excited for you. I rolled a four, a four, dropped the dice, 20. So uh, uh, two of the guards like lower their guns and they're like, oh, yeah, it has been a little stuffy in here. It's about time. I got something out here. And the one like in the other two like... Hits one of them with his elbow and puts his hand on the other one's shoulder and goes, guys, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) And then they all go, oh, yeah, nobody's supposed to be here. And then all the the three guns pop up. And um, the one who kind of snapped the other two back into it, step step forward um, and begins uh, walking towards you with the gun raised. Uh, Jimmy hears all this going uh, on and... Also steps out of the elevator with his dusty Dugnut ID in hand. And he, as he's stepping out, he's putting his hand behind him to make sure June is not uh, coming. <laughs> and he, he rounds the corner and he's like, boys, good to see you. Dusty Dugnut, military police. I'm here to relieve you. <laughs> Uh, give me uh, persuasion or deception, whichever whichever one you want. Uh, uh, we'll call that uh, deception. It's deceiving. Thirteen. Okay. Okay. So you fooled one of them. <laughs> so one of them's like, God, I've been working a long time, man. It's really hot in here. Like I'm ready to go. And the other two are like, No, we don't get re- relief for another six hours. And now, now all of them guns up, and they're starting to make their way down the hallway. June, at least they're walking steps around the corner. <laughs> June steps around the corner with Bud, who rushes forward, and he's going to use his last protect to throw up like a shield. Can I make it do a little creativity here? He like uh, rushes forward, and his eyes flash, and all of a sudden, this like imaginary steel blocks uh, the hallway. Just like these, st- like these steel doors, just kind of close up the hallway. And he, uh, June, yells to HB, "Go! We'll hold him back." Isn't the door on the yeah. other side of the wall? <laughs> yes. Oh, I thought she was running down the hallway. 
Oh, that doesn't no. why would she be, first off why would she be running down the hallway when you all stepped out in front of her to do yeah, these things I guess things? I was thinking Jimmy says great job buddy we were... uh, I would have waited until they started shooting uh... <laughs> at, at, as soon as the, the like the steel things they look down and they're like oh, a Pokemon and they both all drop clips out of their guns and you see them rooting to their side um, and as they pull up uh, the, ne- the a new clip for their guns, you notice just a purple glint throughout the the the, um, the cartridge as they click them all into place. And let's oh roll initiative. Oh boy! Oh, I'm, so I didn't move to me. I'm glad I used that protect. Eighteen. Thirteen. Damn, that was the last one too. We could have just let Morty's play in pay, play out. I mean, I'm just you know, I was there. Uh, I was almost there. Morty, what'd you get for initiative? A six. My rolls have turned into tens rolls, basically. Um, so HB is going first. Uh, it, once she sees the protect go up, HB steps out and uh, steps out and kind of surveys the situation, and she roots into the into her pockets and pulls out uh, a pokeball and flips it out, and. Um, uh, it cracks open and uh, Bucket, her Porygon, comes out. She goes, all right, Bucket, try and gather some information on the bullets they just put in there. See if we can do anything against them. I think it's the purple ones. And Bucket just looks over and kind of like pitches its its head and its tail back and its legs next to it start spinning as it's downloading data. And June, you're up. All right, um, June yells to Bud, drop the protect, let's get rid of those guns. And Aaron is going to use a mud slap, so a big glob of mud to try to knock the guns from one of their hands or gunk them up or whatever he can do to jam up the firearms. So that is a 17 to hit. That hits. And it is a 1 plus 4, 5, 8 ground damage directly to the guns and mechanically uh, they get a minus one to hit because I hit with that. So I don't know what you want to do with that, but a glob of mud just kind of forms in Aaron's skin and gets fired at one of the guards. Um, uh, We'll say the, I mean, you, you pick, they're kind of like in a triangular motion. There's one and then two like flanking the lead one. Which one do you want to hit? Just the, let's hit the lead one. Okay. So the the mud hits exactly on the end of the barrel of the firearm, and it kind of crawls up almost the entire gun as it splashes through and gets up to the to the MP's elbows. And they start trying to shake the mud off the gun, and it's not working. And you just you hear a couple trigger pulls, and you hear like, and the gun like begins to smoke, and the cartridge falls out. Nice. Uh, Jimmy, you're up. Okay. Uh, remind me what the loyalty penalty... Minus three is, like, incredibly bad, right? It it does it automatically in the app for you if you have a minus three loyalty set up. It just uh, it decreases um, saving throws. Well, and also, you have, to, it, you have to do an animal handling or some check to be able to for it to yeah. use your command. Oh, right. I thought there was a significant chance of my move not happening. All right, so you're at what? Minus three? Uh, minus three. Disloyal. Um, before activating a move, you must roll higher than a 15 on a d20 or the move fails. 
LOL. So you have a 25% chance of... I will send out Gothita. <laughs> Not Yanma. Um, and so having seen that... Um, these guys, um, if, I, if you were to look at them and determine like a numerical value for how likely uh, a move is not to hit them between 1 and 20, what would it be? <laughs> Somewhere between 1 and 20, my guy. <laughs> Could be higher. Okay. Um, hmm. I hit with a 17. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to try it. Le- actually, let me ask you this. Do you... Uh, you don't have to hit with a melee attack to use a follow-up move, right? No. A bonus action? Right. Correct. No, yeah, bonus action you could do before, after, any time during your turn. Mm. I still don't love it. Actually, yeah, that's. I'm just going to fuck all that shit. Okay. Um, Gothita is going to use confusion okay. on the second one. Let's roll a 15 or higher, boys. Let's do it. Natural one. <laughs> Um, okay. Um, Is that hit? Hold, hold on, let me check the sheet. Sure doesn't. Uh, uh, Gothita fires like a beam of confusion. It ricochets off the very last remaining sliver of uh, Buddy's Protect, and it just crushes Gothita back into the chest. Roll damage. Oh. <laughs> Damn it. Well, it's not very effective because it's the same type move. It's resistant. <laughs> and I rolled a fucking eight on a 1d8. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, uh, 11 divided by two. Do we round that up or down? Down to five. Okay, so she takes five damage. Cool. Off to a good start. <laughs> Great job, boys. <laughs> You haven't been useful in a battle in 20 episodes or whatever. I think, I think I've rolled like five hits in this entire campaign, probably. And this, what's the best is this like camp, not this campaign, but this system is based for Pokemon to hit each other often. I know. Gothita yeah. actually has, now that I'm looking at it, pretty shitty to hit. Need to evolve her. Oh, she's only level four. That's probably it why. It basically like attack gets much better and AC pretty much stays the same. Yeah. So it gets easier to hit later levels. But Morty, you're up. Um, Morty like is kind of still slowly inching his way to the door. Like, oh my gosh, these are Pokemon's. And so he re- reaches behind him and grabs uh, Lopper's Pokeball and releases Lopper and then pulls Lopper around like she's a cat. He's cradling her, and then he's going to. <laughs> All right, Lapa. This guy, he's looking a little chilly. Let's light him up. And he, <laughs> Morty, <laughs> attempts to throw Lopper at the M- one of the MPs that still has his gun. Throw the entire Pokemon. Lopper, yeah, the Cyndaquil's small. Is he gonna use a move? Yeah. yeah. If, if if only Lopper was uh, encased in some sort of uh, object, which is easy to throw. Oh, that oh, strategy. Oh, yeah. that, that's a good idea, Mr. Critical One. Mr. One. <laughs> if only. Gonna have to use Ember. 19. Yeah, it's going to hit. Perfect. Uh, 1d6 plus 4. 9 damage, and, and he's burnt. 
Uh, nine damage and they're burned? Yes. If the if the natural nice. attack roll is 19 or 20, the target is burnt. I have no um, idea what that so means. So that though. flame engulfs, uh, engulfs the MP's uh, arms and uh, they dropped the gun because the gun itself had heated up to like a molten, like red orange color. So they dropped the gun as it slowly kind of like twists and turns as the metal was heated up. And the the uh, the guard begins to scream as their arms were just lit <laughs> on fire. Um, the guards are up. Um, the one guard that's left that uh, doesn't have... Uh, third degree burns or covered in mud uh, elects to fire at you all um, and a seven on uh, who would have been it would have been Aaron who did the mud slap so a seven definitely misses definitely misses so we'll say that that guard uh, was is so frazzled by everything going around it was like oh kind of like fading off to the corner just firing throughout the room as the bullets kind of ricochet everywhere um the one who's burned will take, uh, was it 1d6 damage? Burn takes uh, damage equal to its proficiency modifier. It does a bunch of other bad shit, I think. Yeah, burn takes damage, and they uh, only deal half damage on hits. Okay. Um. So that guard is down. Nice. The burned guard is down. Um... And the one covered in mud um, throws throws the gun to the side as they try and reach into uh, their side holster to pull out a pistol, um, which they successfully pull out. And you see them trying to like manually load purple bullets into it one by one. So that's their turn. Um, and it's back to the top, which would be HB. And she turns to Bucket, the Porygon. She goes, did you get all that? And the Porygon nods its head. And uh, she just kind of throws a hand forward and the Porygon zooms down the hallway. And all of a sudden you see the the Porygon uh, grow and just a singular beam uh, fires and kind of strafes across all three guards. As you see uh, all the gun cartridges and all the bullets glow and then turn back to like a black color. Um... And Sick. HB kind of like pumps her fist. She goes, conversion is so strong. <laughs> and, <laughs> Sweet. And just mumbles to herself like, you guys just audibly hear it. Um, but the bullets are no longer an issue now. Um, and that brings us to June. You've got one guard down, one guard that is trying to reload a pistol uh, with now regular bullets. And uh, you have one guard that is up and not worse for wear. All right. So June yells to Bud, you know what to do. Use your head. And Bud is going to rush at that middle guard, still trying to load his pistol to try to knock him out with an iron head. And that is a 16. That hits. That will do oh, 15, 19 steel damage. Um, Bud, f- oh, you just, I, you, 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 you kill this person. <laughs> so uh, you can let me know how Aaron the Pokemon's iron head 
kills yeah. this human being. Aaron, Aaron just like rushes forward. He's still a little bit far away from the guys. Uh, he rushes forward and leaps up into the air and lowers his head and just slams into the dude's center mass. Um, the pistol and the bullets go like flying in the air and bullets hit the side of the wall. Um, and he just lands with a crunch and slides back a few feet as Aaron lands on top of him. Um, it's just like a like a, um, a disgusting squish as uh, Aaron <laughs> lands on top of him. And uh, uh, as uh, I'm going to I'm going to use this as a free action on the third guard. The third guard sees that and just says, fuck this and throws their gun to the ground, puts their <laughs> arms behind their head and just lays down in a prone position and just uh, just starts yelling. I give up. I give up. I give up. I give up. <laughs> and is like no longer a threat to you. The hallway is open. You've got the door in front of you. You have one that's been burned to death, one that's been crushed to death. And the other one is not about that life right now. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy pats Gothra on the head. And says, "Great job, Gothra." <laughs> June, June looks over to the man and says, "Good choice." And then she nods to uh, Aaron, who uses a rock tomb on him to kind of encase him <laughs> in stone, still breathable but trapped, so he can't run away. Oh. He's just in a, like a rock cage now. It's called rock tomb. <laughs> it's, it's well so Aaron, it's like a safe little friendly tomb yeah there's like holes in the top like you know when you catch a, a lightning bug or something yeah and it dies in the, the shoebox <laughs> <laughs> if he dies he dies okay alright here we go yeah it, rock tomb works I guess yeah you just see like stone like crumble from the ceiling and land on top of him not <laughs> on top of his body but around him forming this sort of like tomb tent. You can still see still see his hands kind of reaching out, uh, but he's not dead. He's Human just beings trapped. known for their breathability through their hands. Okay, so guard number three's dead, and you guys. <laughs> uh, HB takes a charge, and she she runs by and just goes, "What the fuck?" and, and goes into uh, go, goes into the control room. And in the control room is just like a cart. I'm trying to like envision just picture just walls and walls of screens, but with like, like eighties computer screens, you know, where they try to make things look techy and it's just all those colored blocks on everything. And HB looks around and she goes, I haven't seen this stuff in a while. She grabs like a little rolling stool and starts sliding around and hitting a bunch of buttons. Uh, she go- goes ahead and, uh, you know, it does what she needs to do in regards to setting up the satellite for the transmission and the broadcast across. And then she slows over. Like, eh, we might as well shut down the alarm out, out of the region, too. And she shuts that down. And you hear just like a as that powers down. And she hops up and she goes, OK, unless you guys want to, like, kill these guys again, uh, <laughs> I'm ready for the rooftop. And she returns Porygon. And walks past you all back towards the elevator. June, as she passes, the guy kind of peeks in the rocks and she sees that he's not moving, but she still turns to the group and she says, I think he's all right. <laughs> and then she looks down at Bud and she says, Give me a deception gonna- check. <laughs> or a persuasion. Uh, 13. Okay. Everybody. Jimmy rolls a natural 20 uh, <laughs> on that. And he's like, uh, Yeah, he sure is. 
<laughs> and June looks to Bud and she just says, we're going to have to work on that, Bud. <laughs> <laughs>